a choice right now, right now, between fear and love. It's just a run. Out of the dark night of ignorance and into the shining light of truth. Expounding reality. A population of citizens capable of critical thinking. We don't see things as they are, we see them as we are. There's a, a level of reality where everything dissolves into an ocean of energy. We empower our experience by insisting on our authenticity. That's very profound. Very Expanding reality. Welcome to Expanding Reality. I am your host, Brandon Thomas. On this very cool episode, guys, we have Ben Rosenberg, the soul whisperer himself, returning for a stellar chat. On this particular episode, guys, we talk about navigating the matrix, uh, conformity, thriving through the algorithm of life, as well as childhood gifts and talents and intuitions that are attempted to be snuffed out by the matrix, but how you can retain those. Absolutely fantastic conversation. Love the hell out of you, Ben. So, of course, guys, again, all the ways to find him located down in the show notes. While you're down there, make sure that you guys check out his Soul and Mind Masterclass. Now, this is going to be taking place Friday, November 26th. On that, he will be talking about the nature of reality, how you operate, reprogramming your mind. There's a digital download available as well, as well as uh, logically navigating the narratives that are around this place. So he's got a really, really cool masterclass uh, going on there. And the link for it is going to be located down below next to all of his information of how to find him anyway, like his website and TikTok and stuff. So guys, uh, make sure that you check out our resource links as well, located down in the show notes. And we'll talk about that after the episode here. Uh, Also, make sure that you guys check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all of the socials can be found, as well as you can sign up to become an expansive insider. And that's one of the best ways to support the show, guys. So all the bonus episodes and content are located there. Uh, You get access to some stuff that some folks who are not participating in value exchange do not, which also leads me to value exchange. If you would like to support the show, you guys all get this for no charge of your own other than your time. So if you would like to participate in that, uh, there is a link down there titled support the mission. Incredibly grateful. This is how we're breaking down the matrix guys is by actually value exchanging with people we actually find valuable rather than getting pigeonholed into like, let's say a Netflix where you just sit there and surf and surf and surf and there's nothing really to enjoy. And it's all kind of propaganda mind control anyway. This is the way that we're doing it, guys. This is how you break out of the system. Okay, so let's get to this incredibly cool conversation with Ben Rosenberg. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's beautiful and perfect. We're hanging out with Ben Rosenberg, dude. It's so good to see you, man. Ben uh, Rosie B. What I love about the return guest, man, because we're having you back on. If you guys haven't, if this is your first time hearing him, I'll link our first conversation in the episode. It's just a few back there, so go check it out. But what I love about the return guest, man, is we, we could skip the foreplay and go straight to the penetration. You know what I mean? Like, let's just go for it. Let's get in here. You and I were just talking about how silly time change is. Uh, The, you know, seasonal fallback, spring forward, all this nonsense. And what's weird is you guys over in the UK do this at uh, different times than we do in the US. So you just had yours and we haven't had ours yet. And so it throws our schedules off. You know, you and I had set this up and then you were like, oh, fuck me. And then you ran back from golf because we're an hour different, you know, and it's something that Zoom doesn't factor in. You know what I mean? So no, it's, we it's a it's just a weird deal. So what's your what are your thoughts on time change, man? What's going on with that? Well, 
Well, you, you know my feelings on time travel. Okay, yep. but time change itself. So, yeah, it is when, you know, that sun, the light is fading. So it, if it kind of makes sense that, you know, you made reference earlier about the farming hours, you know, making sure that the farmers get, you know, more time to, to harvest, but everything's automated now, like you said. Yeah. So um, what's the point of it? <laughs> it's to fuck with people's heads. That, that right there. Mess with the economy. You know, we've lost hours, you know, it, it is absurd. I mean, the reality is you're still what, let's say four and a half thousand miles away from me. Yeah. <laughs> it's 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 silly and then the bars like that's that's what i loved i was in beer distribution before this and so all the bars uh for um yeah it was for time change every time whenever you spring forward and you kind of gain the extra hour or whatever they'd have a huge party because you get to drink for another hour right (laughs) and it's like oh you know you thought it was last call but it's not because of this made-up thing that we're all dancing around and doing it's a it's a wild deal dude it's super silly but yeah no it's silly and so we're abolishing it here in the u.s finally and what's silly about this man is even abolishing it is taking a couple of years because they voted on this like last year or year before and we're still not doing it until next fall it's like why didn't we just stop it where it goes you know let's just stop it stop it now let's have a meeting just to discuss the meeting about when we're going to stop it it's thank like you pro- procrastination it's a bureaucracy it's like uh you've seen um the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy or read the book yeah. yeah, it's like the, the little bureaucracy folks that are like, oh, should we go after him? Oh, we have to sign this paper and then wait, and then they're getting away, you know? Yeah, it's all that nonsense. <laughs> it totally is, isn't it? It's silly. It's like, hey, we have this thing that would change the vibe of this place. It would make everybody happy. It would make workers perform. It would lower suicide rates. It would make families uh, less disabled because of this nonsense. But let's just put it off for a couple of years. You know, we're not ready for the society to be that cool and easy and, and yeah, easy let's going. Yeah, let's bait them in with the idea of right. it and then just milk them for three years. <laughs> That's it. It's a silly, silly thing. And I love that you talked about uh, it in reference to time travel because, yeah, now I'm thinking this is time change, not time travel. So I think there's something deep in there that you're just talking about here because it does, it shifts our perspective and it shifts us off because you get into a certain circadian rhythm and this is why it's so destabilizing for people is because you get in this certain circadian rhythm and we're creatures of habit and all that and then all of a sudden they're like and you got to wake up earlier even though the light doesn't tell your body that you should be waking up that early or you got to go to bed earlier even though the same thing and so it throws your natural rhythm off which is what's really fucked up about it it's like and destabilize at a core level and that's why you get all this nonsense man it's just wild it, it, it is, isn't it? And do you know what? I don't know if you've ever been to bed early. Like, so let's say you go to bed at midnight, but you go to bed at 10. You decide, you know what? I'm a bit tired. I'm going to go to bed at 10. I've had a hard day on the construction, whatever it might be. You know, I'm knackered. But you still wake up maybe at six o'clock. So if you went to bed at 12, you wake up at eight or seven, but you go to te- bed at 10, you still wake up six. So you're still getting that, that those hours that you essentially need. Yeah, yeah. So you, you, like you said, you've got your own rhythm, your own circadian rhythm, but then you've got expectation, societal expectation, and then you've got commitments, family commitments, the dogs, the pets, you know, and then yeah. you're on the run, you've got to feed all your animals as well. Yeah. So 
get to feed all of them is how I would put it because it's a privilege <laughs> to me, not a chore. But that's it's just how it uh, it's semantics and it's silly, and I know that. Uh, and yeah. but yeah, you nailed it with this man. It's just super destabilizing uh, with everything, and so it is interesting that it's. I get that, per, and and it's like we were talking about like a hundred years ago before lights and before automated tractors with GPS, where you didn't even have to be in the son of a bitch. It's like I get it, but man, that hasn't been a thing for a very long time, and so it's kind of like this abuse that's continued consciously, you know, and then we're all just kind of over it. I mean, we've been over it, but it's one of those things. It's kind of like you feel people have been led to believe that they don't have a power in it. And of course, suffering is always a choice, right? So you can choose how you integrate this change every year and everything like that. Now, one of the ways I'm looking at this, because there's been a new... I guess, avenue of um, exploration cognitively and participatory with our universe that I've been exploring lately called pattern interruption. Have you ever heard of this? Did we talk about this when we talked? Yeah, I think go for it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just simple things. It's just interrupting your routine consciously. Right. And so this is another kind of hack, I guess, if you want to say it, I'm going to call it a mindfulness practice because it's, you know, uh, rewriting cognitive, you know, it's neuroplasticity is what you're really fucking with here is your unconscious, you know, subconscious programming that just walks you through your day because it's always the same. But if you do this, Mm -hmm. uh, what I've been practicing lately is this thing of pattern interruption. And it really shifts everything. It makes you think about things differently because it takes you out of this automated system. Basically, the idea goes that you just take a different route to work or to the store, you know, every now and then. Or you brush yeah. your teeth with the opposite hand, stuff like this. And so to this, my boundless optimistic ass is sitting here going, ooh, pattern interruption. That's an important thing that I've found value in. And then also yeah. now, if you apply it to something like the time change thing, well, that's a huge pattern interruption. And now it's just a question of like, now that you know it is that and that it is beneficial, perhaps you alchemize it, you know? Absolutely. And and do you know what, dude? It's like, you you know, you call pattern interruption. Whenever I talk to clients, I I call it algorithm, right? Because it is an algorithm, your algorithm change it up. And it does absolutely change how they perceive, how they interact and like you said, you know, the neuroplasticity as well, it, it really does help rewire. But it's so difficult for clients that are in it that, that I've found over the years that are actually stuck within it because they can't perceive past that particular algorithm or that pattern. Yeah. And yeah, when they do that, when they start breaking those patterns, like you said, something very simple, you know, it, it, it's amazing because they start to perceive, hang on, I'm a bit more in control. You know, I can change things up. And, and you can feel that they feel happier in life, yes. you know. And, um, it, but you know what? Oh, sorry, go on. No, I was just going to say it's beautiful that you use the word algorithm because I was I had a phone call with my buddy this morning. This is the way that I've, I've really – it's a metaphor I've been using for choosing um, things in your life and then complaining about it, right? Because the way that I kind of look at this place, and even with your work, I mean, it doesn't um, conflict with your idea at all because it's still sort of an automated thing. You know, it's systematic or an AI. All it does is respond to what attention you give it. And this is when I zoomed out from this idea. I'm grateful. Again, just with that one word you sent me off, man. I, You know, (laughs) it's like this idea that if you just step out of it. Using the example, of course, let's say you're on a, an app, let's say TikTok, just for ease of conversation, and you're swiping yeah. through the thing, and then something catches your eye. Let's say it's an astrology video, just for ease of conversation, and you're like, ooh, this is interesting, and you watch damn near the entire thing. Well, the amount yeah. of time you spent with that content, the app goes, ooh, we got his attention because of that one thing, so I'm just going to send him more of that 
just as a means to keep him on the app longer, not because right. it's good for him or bad for him. There's no morality or judgment or anything in it. It's just what is your attention going to? This is the greatest zoom out of exactly how life works. If your attention is going to shit that you don't care for, but you keep giving it attention, it's yep. just going to keep presenting more of that, right? That's how this algorithmic shit works. And so all you've got to do is swipe up or swipe faster or don't pay attention to it or don't put negative energy into it because that's a that's a committed investment. You're investing a lot with energy, no matter if it's good or bad. But Very it much. seems or good and bad, of course, air quotes. But it seems that that dissonant energy creates a, a big ripple and you just get more and more and more of it. Whenever you want to stop that, you interrupt the pattern and you start removing those or even on TikTok I believe there's a thing that where you can click not interested if a certain video keeps popping up or a certain creator yeah. you just go dude yeah. not interested and it stops popping up same thing in your life just quit choosing that shit and it'll stop the algorithm will change exactly well look dude if you want to take this into the bigger picture as well I mean look at what's happening everybody's I say everybody I generalize by a comment but there's a, a large proportion of people on TikTok pushing let's say conspiracies the WEF the new world order mm. um adrenochrome harvesting whatever right and this is this is all really prevalent and it isn't I'm quite impressed that you've brought this up actually is that have you heard of um oh goodness me um Revelation of the method. Yes. Yeah. They have to tell you what they're doing. Like that's what the symbolism is all about and all that. And then if you're choosing not to do anything about it, you're consenting to it. Therefore, it's okay. Right. Okay. But if we then look at it from a, the flip side of a coin, right? So basically you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. So either way, if you're giving it, just going back to what you were saying about giving it attention. So what we've got is we've got people repetitively giving their energy by saying, we're trying to wake others up. It's a domino effect. So they say, hey, guys, did you know about this, this, this? Right. So then that person chains out to, let's say it goes viral, 100,000 people. These 100,000 people are now giving their energy to this you know, whatever conspiracy belief system. Yep. Right. And they're giving it their energy. Then, and then, and if you, again, strip everything away that we're, you know, the physical, the beliefs, this whole illusion is about energy, mm -hmm. right? The currency is our energy. Yes, yes. Uh, and when people start to actually realize that, they'll realize what they're keeping their energy to. So at the moment, people say, what are we going to do about WEF, New World Order, this, this? Stop fucking feeding it your energy. Okay, you're aware of it. You don't believe in it. You believe in you. And, and this is, this is, I mean, look at how TikTok's exploded the last two years since lockdown. Everything's by design, my man. You know, it is. It's, and it's some, people, some people shit on TikTok. You and I met on TikTok. And so that's why I am a big proponent of it, because just as what we were saying here, if you don't like the algorithm, just like in your own life, if you don't like the view, get up and move. If you don't like yeah. the algorithm, stop paying it so much, investing so much of your energy, which is equivalent to attention, they're synonymous. And then in those things, because you'll stop seeing it because the app just wants you on it. That's it. Now, another interesting thing, if you think about it too, is the app will... Um, get you more followers, more attention and stuff if after you're off of it, you swipe up and close it. So if it's not open, running in the background, like you just uh, go to another app and leave it, if you swipe up yep. and, and let it run, it'll start pumping your shit out to all kinds of people because it wants you back on the app. So it wants to give you notifications saying, hey, dude, you got a bunch more people over here. Now, the flip side of that, of course, is again, everybody knows this about me. I turn all of my notifications off on everything. My phone's I haven't heard my phone ring in six years. Like it's been on silent the entire time. It just vibrates. And if I catch it, I catch it. If not, I'll call you back. 
Yeah. I don't allow things in my life to demand my attention. And it has changed my life. Absolutely changed my life. And so TikTok will send me emails. Hey, you've got like a thousand notifications. I'm like, cool, I'll get to it later. <laughs> you know, don't don't worry about it, you know? Yeah, but yeah. It, it's that right there. And so if you just change what your energy goes to, where, you know, attention goes, energy flows. I love this, man. You've got this right on, right on. It, it, it's so true. And do you know what? Going back to the revelation of the method, right? So... Now, this is going to be a bit of a deeper one. Imagine that everything, absolutely everything that we've ever learned from school to conspiracies to the news, everything's been revelation of the method, mm. right? So all of our belief systems are based on a lie or an inverted truth. So, you know, from Christianity, religion, Jesus, the Jews, whatever it might be, you know, even to slavery, to science, um, medicine, education, politics, all of it, everything, because, yeah. because as we know, what, let, and I'm just bringing this example out now is that free, what Freemasonry has been running since the 1700s. Mm. Okay. So that predates everybody on this, you know, anybody that's watching this, anybody that's alive. So all we've ever known is a world of Freemasonry and their beliefs and what they have enforced within each structure or pillar of um, society. Yeah. So we don't know a life without Freemasonry beliefs. You know, and you, you've so nailed it with this because at its core, this is why I'm not overly impressed by people who are uh, all in the same discipline and are in this echo chamber of just, I memorize the same facts as you, you know, kind of a thing. And then they reinforce those facts and then they play off of it. I use the example, a lot of apologies, listeners hang in there, uh, of the <laughs> Apollo 13, uh, that movie, whenever they dump the box out and they say, okay, our guys are up there on a ship, but this is all they have to work with. And then they dump a set of limited materials out and say, you need to solve a problem with this. This is what I see with the academic, with politics, with medical, with education, with everything. It's just an echo chamber. It's a revolving door of memorizing the same facts and building off of the same information. So then you ask yourself, well, how good was that information? Uh, I heard this wonderful analogy uh, where, yes, you can look up and you can say, this psychologist was trained at this place. Awesome. But then if you go back to them, who trained the person that trained them? And if you keep going back up the line at some level, somebody just made this shit up. And people were right. like, yeah, 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 there you go. <laughs> yeah. And then we've built this entire thing off of it. And that understanding right there has absolutely changed my life, man. Absolutely changed it. Because then it's just about discernment. It's not about you needing to lean on somebody that just memorized a bunch of shit that somebody else made up that somebody else told them that they should memorize. Right, exactly. And and yeah, it, and then even if you want to, right, so it's like stories. It's like um, what Goldilocks and the Three Bears yeah. or Humpty Dumpty. Like we read that as kids, but we know that was a fairy tale. They were fairy tales, they were, you know. But, a fun, a fun one about Humpty Dumpty. I want you to continue. He was never yeah. an egg. It never <laughs> says in there that he's an egg. People assume that and then draw him that way, and all of that shit. If you go back and reread it, it never says he's an egg at all. It doesn't, does it? I know. Uh, uh-uh. isn't that crazy? Because, because they illustrated it. Expanding reality. <laughs> All right, keep going, man. My apologies. She was never an egg. I won't be able to Ever. sleep now. He's never an egg. I know. They were, they were lying to me. <laughs> oh, about everything, dude. Even Humpty Dumpty. And they're like, can you believe they think he's an egg? We're just going to keep drawing it that way. This is great. Yeah, because people didn't read the words. Yeah, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> Fools. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But then, you know, um, just take this, just take this into visualizations and people that have had 
experiences, right? So, because I know we're going to be touching on that. Um, But like, for example, you know, we're told, we're led to believe in the Bible that it was written by, you know, Revelations, for example, that it was written by, um, no, Revelation of the Method. Revelation. I just made the connection right when you said it. I was like, beep, 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 beep. It was right. (laughs) I mean, I'm telling you, we were dialed in together, man. Right when you said it. Right. So, okay, Revelations, people that write the books, writing and that, they had visions. Okay. So basically, and I I think maybe I touched on this before with you on the last show, but when people have an experience, they hallucinate, they take drugs, that experience is going on inside of their mind. It's not necessarily happening outside of them. Mm -hmm. And so... It's interesting because, again, it's like the whole story that started there. So basically, this dude, going back 2,000-something years, right, he's sat on an island just tripping his balls off or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he, he has this amazing image, this vision, you know, revelations, the beast came out of the sea, whatever it is. I can't even fucking remember. But, you know, he then scribbles it down and says, guys, 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 look, read, read. And then like that, wow, I love it. Right, let's let's put this out. You know, and next thing you know, you've got a cult of people believing this this trip that he's had. And so, and that's really worrying because we cannot trust any of our eyes because as we know, everything can be manipulated. And Yeah. You can so, trust your discernment. How you feel about things is what you can trust at a core level. And uh, Lindsay Sharman was just on, she gave us uh, the compass, right? If you feel it in your heart, when you're making a decision or thinking about something, that's awesome. That's in true alignment with you. It, yeah. If you feel it in your stomach, that's another thing. That's a lower sacral, all that good stuff. That's your indicator. That's a, that's why they call it a gut feeling. Oh, I just had a gut feeling something was wrong. Go with that. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's your indicator. Yeah. And what's interesting is everybody vibrates at different frequencies. So some things that make my stomach hurt make other people's heart light up with joy and vice versa. And so it's interesting, too, that there seems to be compatible energies here no matter what the scope you know, because it's all facilitated here. Somebody will resonate at that frequency. Bullies only exist because victims exist. The second victims turn off and they say, you know what? We're good. We don't need to learn lessons that way. Bullies will vanish overnight. Absolutely vanish overnight. Same thing with the system that we have now. The only reason it exists is because there's so yeah. much invested energy into the algorithm that our system continues to pump this out because we constantly feed it energy. That's the only damn reason. The second you starve it of that energy and deplete it by just not paying attention to it, gone. Yeah. Overnight. Over fucking night, man. I like that. I like that. That's good. Well, because they, they play it to commerce. So if you think about it, like think of the uh, method that the church used uh, for retaining, um, for filling pews, right? They scare the shit out of people. They say, number one, that you're fucked. Mm-hmm. And number two, that you're fucked if you don't show up and you do this and you give me money. You got to tithe because if you don't tithe, you're absolutely fucked. And so it's a great <laughs> money-making opportunity for them. And the second those pews go away, if the yeah. let's say that there's two churches right next to each other. Somebody's firing brimstone and talking about hell and scaring the shit out of people. Well, when people are tired with that narrative, they're going to go to a more uplifting church, the one next door, that church is going to fill up like crazy. They're going to be building parking lots and all kinds of stuff to accommodate everybody. So there's an investment in there for them monetarily for them to keep that vibe going. That algorithm of that church is good vibe. And that's why people want it. Now, I think that all institutions and grand cathedrals and things used to be like that. This is where we find like the windows and cathedrals and all of the spires and all the grand architecture and things like that, the uh, yeah. pyramids, all of this. These were orgone harvesters that increased the energy and the positivity so that all of their citizens thrived. And right. it just seems that we slipped into this opposite pattern, which may be cyclical, 
Um, but it seems like that's what happened. And so therefore we get this algorithm. And as long yeah. as people still participate in it and feed that, that's what grows, right? Yeah, very much so. It's it's quite it's quite a mind pickler, isn't it? I mean, again, uh, the question, we are in a, re a repeating loop in history, right? You know, because everything is, comes back around. I mean, like you said, all that architecture, that stuff wasn't made by, you know, 50 guys with chisels. That stuff was, you know, laser cut. Yeah. Or, or whatever the methodology might have been back then. But again, you see, we, there's so much time invested in that and the thoughts and the beliefs of it. And it's like, I can't do fuck all about spilt milk. It's happened, right? The only thing I could do is clean up and just go and buy some more. But, and, and this is where I, Again, I get, I get questioned by a lot of people who say, oh, yeah, but what about Tataria? What about the mud floods? What about this? What about that? And I'm like, yeah, do you know what? I don't negate that stuff happened, right? But that was then, right? We're here now. And I totally get that we're in this loop. But in order to break the loop, do you not think that maybe the, the last time when they went through that, they were then saying, hey, do, do you remember Tataria? And, and so we've come full circle. So how yeah. do you break the loop if you're still continuing the loop by talking about it, you know? Yeah. And what you said, now this is this this one's a real head fucker, is what you said then about the heart compass. Well, I love the fact that she said that because a lot of people will talk about a moral coding or the, you know, the moral, right. and there's a big, and that, this is the, the very sneaky programming part that they do. You see the programming, is the coding, the coding is coding, right? My heart is not coded. It is a compass. The compass works on magnet, magnets, magnetic side, right? So that, I love that. I love that. But when people start talking about, oh, your moral coding, I don't have a moral coding. I go with my heart, my compass, you know, that's it. Yeah. So it's, it's sure is interesting, man. It really is. And back to what you said about the coin, there's two sides to every coin. What's fascinating is I've realized that there's not only three sides to every coin, there's four. So people, you know, will limit themselves even with the observation of uh, analogies like that. So if you think about it, there's either a head side or a tail side. Well, also there's an edge. There's a real trim edge. And then also I had a, a guy recently, uh, Dr. Doug Matsky on, he wrote an awesome book called Deep Reality is a Quantum Computing PhD. Fucking stupid awesome. You'd, you'd love this guy. And yeah. he worked on AI for Texas Instruments for like 20 years, something like that. Anyway, fascinating dude. But one of the things he pointed out was the fourth state of the coin, which is when it's spinning, because then it's in potential, then it's neither heads nor tails. And then the edge is there, but it's it's going at such a rate that it's in motion okay. or kinetic. So that's a completely yeah. separate state of observable yes. reality of that coin, meaning it's none of those things. It's just in the potential of being one of them, right? Very much so. That's yeah. nice. I like that. I like that. That's well, good. And this is what's great about analogies like that and really uh, looking at the way that you look at life and your paradigms and really just kind of reviewing those because now we've opened, we've now doubled our potentiality and expanded our thought and expansive thinking about just the analogy of two sides of a coin. When you think yeah. you're only presented with two options, that's collusion. That's coercion. That's, that's saying that, hey, this is all you've got and you need to pick between the two. Now, if you believe yeah. that, that's on you. But if mm -hmm. you don't and you question it, that's when that third state pops up. That's when that edge comes in. That's when that like, oh, I don't have to vote red or blue. I actually don't have to vote at all. I, can, I don't live in Australia and get fined. I just recently realized that. Do you guys get fined if you don't vote? No, no, we don't. Okay. No, no. 
Uh, I was talking to Ksenia Moore, a good friend of mine, the other night, and we were talking about this, and she had to go vote because uh, they find you if you don't in Australia. Everybody has to. And so what a lot of people do, though, is they go into the ballot and they draw dicks on it or something like that and then <laughs> submit it, you know, and then their name is checked <laughs> off. They're like, all right, well, technically you voted. But this is the yeah. thing, right? When you're offered those two choices, you don't – it's trickier to see that there's more options than that, but there are always more options than that. This idea of either or, I'm really beyond, like absolutely beyond. Very much so. Yeah. Very much. And you're right. Do you know what? <clears throat> you're playing a game of chess, right? And Okay, so this is a, a bit of a double-pronged response. So you've got two options, black and white, Masonic. Okay, because mm, that's yep. the colors, checkers. And we're talking about chess. Take your pieces off the board. If you take your pieces off the board, you can't play. Right, so you're effectively taking yourself out of the game. Yep. And that's all we need to do is collective. People want to change. Just take your pieces off the board. Don't play it. That's play it. your own game. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, and it's yeah. even better back to the algorithm thing that we were talking about. You can say, oh, I either get um, conspiracy videos or uh, like just let's say there were two options, astrology videos or conspiracy, and I flip between the two. Well, actually, TikTok's not the only app. And actually, you don't have to spend any time on an app. You can read a fucking book. You can go check out a waterfall. You can go for a walk. There are many other options as far as an alternative to these two systems that people put so much emphasis on that you have to pick one. And it's this like, you have to, you have to, you have to instantly turns me off. I'm like, get fucked. I'm not going to do any of it. I'll just unparticipate. You know, you guys have at it, go nuts. No judgment on my part. It's just not for me, man. That's it. That's it. That's the authentic self saying, nope, nope. You know, as a kid, as kids, we were all rebels, right? And this is where, conformity, um, programming, everything kicks in as the adult brain grows. And funny enough, this is probably time we've just come, maybe what we're going to talk about is that when we're younger, right, we perceive so much more of the light spectrum because our brains aren't fully, fully functional. When I say fully functional, they're not fully developed into what they are now. Yeah. And they haven't been taken over by the idea of this is the way things are. You're allowed to interpret from a wider, broad perspective. Correct. Absolutely, that's right, dude. And and okay, if you want to look on, remember on the last time I was talking about how you know if you look at the dodgems that were linked, right? So let's say that the brain isn't fully connected to the system, so you're still out of the system. That's why children are such a threat as well, is because they can perceive so much more. So I I will, uh, I'll personally listen to a child's story. Now this is interesting. I was sharing this with a client a couple of weeks ago. I, I remember being born. I remember my soul before I came into body. I remember being in the delivery room, delivery room, mm-hmm. not necessarily, but actually coming out, but my, my soul going into body. I was there talking with my mum and dad, they, their souls. And I said, right, this is the time. And it was probably five minutes before I jumped out of my physical body, my, of my mum, that I came in, into my mum. Wow. That sounded didn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know what you mean, but it's still, yeah, we could, we could be immature and I, and I will a little bit because it's silly, but also, yes, I completely get it. It's fascinating. Yeah. I haven't got Oedipus complex, honestly. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, like, so our soul souls, as we are immature, even though we haven't got the physical structure, right. And the, the temperance or the balance of life as we do as an adult, we're still quite off equilibrium when we're mm-hmm. that age. Mm-hmm. So we can see the third and fourth sides of that coin. And 
That is why, and of course, our energy is pure, it's untapped, it's unprogrammed, it's untraumatized. So we are very magnetic at that point. And that's why we pose a threat to the system. That's why there's so much shit that goes on to children. And then, you know, I'm sure you heard the the phrase, you know, abuse people, abuse people. Yeah, hurt people, hurt so, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a really interesting concept. Now, <clears throat> if I can take this into probably my, my, my earliest experience, so I think it's probably five years of age. And I, I was a terrorist as a kid, we all were, you know, we'd always say, no, I don't want to, no, you know. And your parents would be like, oh, fucking come on, no. <laughs> right? But luckily my parents let me get away with it. But I was quite blessed. I had a really good upbringing with, with my folks. They wrapped me in cotton wool um, in many respects. Uh, we lived in quite a rural area and had quite a nice, and I, my best friends were my dogs at the time. We had a couple of boxer dogs, you know, and we used to run around and they were great. <clears throat> but this particular day I was bouncing the bouncy ball because was, that was the thing in the eighties. And um, That's all we had. <laughs> yeah, it was all the sticky hands. Remember those sticky hands? Oh, that- those are awesome. Yes. I do remember those. They get cat, they get hair all over them the first time you use them, but they're awesome. They do, and they stain the walls, but they were yeah. great fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those little grease spots, and you, like, launch it across the wall, yeah. <laughs> oh, I got so much shit for that, yeah. Um, but this particular day, this was, this was really quite weird and um, quite freaky, but I was at the end of the garden with the, the dogs Dandelion and Burdock, they were called, and I was bouncing the bouncy ball. <clears throat> and I bounced at this time, and it's going, and it's going in the hedge. So I've walked up to the hedge, and as I've done that, this huge, right, um, this was my first experience consciously that I can recall, that this huge archway kind of opens up, like, um, I don't want to say a portal, because that's so cliche, but a breach, right? Okay. Like a breach into the different spectrum of light. So as this kind of archway is opened up, this, this old man walks through. Uh, and he's got this really kind face, white hair, glasses, and he starts talking to me. Hi, Ben. How are you? And I'm like, hi. And I, obviously, I just think he's like a gardener or something. I, I, I'm kind of oblivious. Obviously, hairs are all on end, nipples like bullets. But at the time, I didn't really twig. And of course, there's just this amazing difference in light between what I'm seeing is real and actually looking through the archway. And this, he's talking with me, and, and, and he's saying, like, you know, we're here, you know, you've got this, and I, I probably don't want to go into it too much, but it lasted a few minutes. So, and then all of a sudden, it kind of, and goes away, and, and I'm like that, looking for it again. It starts to rain then. So, my dad's like, Benjamin, because whenever I was naughty, it was Benjamin. You full know. name, yeah. yeah. Yeah, full name, John. So, Benjamin, come in. So, run back in the house, and... So mum and dad are in the kitchen. And I'm like, and the guy told me his name was Tom, right? And they're like, what's wrong with you? I said, I've just been talking with, with Tom, right? Now my mum looks at me, she goes a pail of white and she pretty much drops, drops her cup. And she's like, who, who, who's Tom? I said, oh, he's the, 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 the guy with the white hair. And so dad goes out, runs out in the rain now and he's looking for this Tom guy. Right, they come back and they're both conversing. I'm sat on the side and uh, I'm like, what's the matter? What did I do wrong? Yeah. And dad's like, there's nobody out there, Ben. I said, there was somebody there. Anyway, lo and behold, it was my mum's father. Oh. 
who had passed away probably about 30 years before. So you never met him? Never knew it. I yeah. didn't even know his name. But yeah. I came back in and I said his name was Tom. I described him. And that's why my mum just went, you know, white. Wow. So that, out, out of the mouth of babes. So yeah. I, personally, listening to children, when they've got stories, listen to the kids. Dude, 100%. There was this video I saw of this little girl at a gravesite, and she was standing on top of the grave. There's like a pair of graves, and she's standing on top of it, like handing a, an invisible thing. Then nothing's there, and she's waving to it, interacting with it, giving it a kiss, like obviously pantomiming yeah. with something, and that was very real to her. And you see this with kids a lot with these idea of like uh, imaginary friends and things like that. It's like maybe sure. they're not. You know, I mean, adults just write it off because not a lot of people are wanting to bring that into their world and they've been shut down by this place and all of that good stuff. You know, that magic is kind of fizzled. It's still in there, but it's just buried yeah. under a pile of 3D nonsense, you know, just to put it that way. So it's yeah. so fascinating because and I completely agree with you. If kids were more articulate, it wouldn't be as frustrating to listen to them speak because I always um, make fun of my wife every now and then we will get into this like she'll get excited about something and then go right in the middle of saying it, you know, and I always like mimic a child's voice as she's saying it. Cause the kid who's like, do you, do, do you know what do, <laughs> do, do you, you know? Yeah. That. And so every now and then it'll go off on that. So it's like, all right, little, you know, little Ben get to it. You know what I mean? But if you can sit through that, it's fascinating what they have to say, man. And I agree with you that there's something going on there for sure, dude. Absolutely. Yeah. Long story short within that, he basically said, look, we're with you. And now is the time. And so tethering that into now, what, what, what we're trying to do, accomplish a, a, a planetary freedom, a soul freedom, <clears throat> our spirit. So Brandon, you, your soul from a different life, your spirit of you who died 50 years ago, 60 years ago, right, is still stuck in the spectrum of light, along with all the other billions of spirits of past incarnations of people, of you, multiple times. So that energy is being collected within the spirit realm, let's call it, and there's just fucking billions of them there. So it's like a pocket of electrically charged, plasmic, a little bit of magnetic energy, which has been segregated in this spectrum of light. So that was my first real touch of paranormal ghosts, let's say. But yeah. for real, they exist. They're, they're around us. We just can't see them. You know what's so fascinating about this entire concept is that when you start looking at this from a point of frequency and vibration and things like that, like if when you're ready, you know, that old, it, when the student's ready, the master will appear kind of a thing. Well, this is like the ultimate master here because they have a higher perspective. They've done this before, you know, like you said, and I have heard this as well. Um, Samuel Chong, who I had on, was the representation for uh, a book called... Uh, Return to the Ninth Planet, that's the Luba Prophecy. One of the things he was talking about on there that Michel Demarquet, who wrote the book, I know there's a lot of information in there, but it, it'll make sense, I promise. Uh, then he was talking about how there's leftover electrons. And I, I, I want to say it was quantified. He said something like 19%, like he was down to a science on it, that basically whenever anyone dies, there's 19% of your electrons that made up you that still remain here in the past. And this is where we get poltergeist activity or these apparitions mm -hmm. or maybe uh, fallen family members, things like that. So what's very interesting to this too is it seems like we're born into a place that doesn't want you to know that at this time period. Now, I don't think it was always like this, but at this time period now, they suppress all of that. It's a, it's a global gaslighting for everyone. But the ironic part is it seems that if we 
can get past that and get to a childlike vibrational state to where we can get visited from ancestors and those 19% of electrons can maybe congeal in front of us in some way, then you yeah. would get a lot of beneficial information out of that. And that would be a wonderful way to affect the change here. It's like we have access to it, but only when we get to a certain no. maturity level. Okay, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a bit of a curveball in there, right? Is that when you die, your your consciousness level up? So, so let's say you were to cop it now, Brand, right? You, you, when you're in spirit, will only have your consciousness level as to what you've achieved in the physical now. Oh. So let's say you were two, let's say two hundred years ago, you were a farmer and you didn't know jack shit. You you were you were Cletus, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cletus the farmer. Okay, right. Your consciousness level of Cletus when you died at like 32 of syphilis or something like that, you know, of something would only be of that experience that you had then. So you, you, your further consciousness, so it's like a database of memory attached to that spirit, that consciousness, let's call it, which is taken over. So the, the, the problem being is that even though people say, oh, well, I get further information, yeah, you could probably get information from dead Auntie Ethel that, you know, she she had a hidden stash of cash, you know, underneath the floorboards and stuff for prevalent to her life. But as far as the world, they're still caught within this illusion where they can't expand from that. So they're still trapped. So they're, okay, they're still living this, this repetitious life, which is, you know, never ending because they haven't got the physical, but that's all they know. And again, yeah. we'll... So if you, we don't have a brain. When we die, we don't have a brain. So it's just like a residual memory. Yeah. And it's, it's so interesting though, because now you're sitting here thinking, well, shit. I mean, and I make this uh, false assumption quite often that I think that these ET entities or uh, ghosts or spirits or something like that, like once you shed this mortal coil or even in the physical, once you're a different, let's say incarnated being, and that's what aliens are, let's just say that, for example, then yeah. I, I kind of, you know, have this impression, which is not accurate. And it's on me for this is thinking that they automatically get granted information at the highest level about everything. Like you automatically know everything, you know, why you were there, you know, the secrets to the universe, all that good stuff, but you can't, you're, you're not allowed, I guess, or, you know, you're not supposed to. And so therefore you don't uh, tell people that don't have that understanding yet what's really going on because they need to figure it out for themselves right and so it's right. interesting to hear this though again my optimistic ass thinks that there's still value in that because even if you're channeling cletus yes he doesn't know a lot about how to jailbreak your iphone but that son of a bitch knows how to grow crops and store them year round so you tap into some ancient knowledge there which now what's interesting to me thinking about it through that lens is the more we separate from that or let's say that the natural progression of society absolutely right now is this transhumanism, this like move towards detachment from nature, all that kind of stuff. But ironically, the people who only had that and who can come back and channel didn't have any technology to speak of are the ones right. that we can tap into to kind of buffer this time period now. You know, those are the ones that had like the real goals and the real information, which is also interesting that you said this as well, because now I'm thinking about ancient cultures that had really high wisdom and knowledge and that okay. those things are still kicking about. They don't, they can't 
help you with your iPhone jailbreak, but they could probably yeah. help you with electroculture or how to build a pyramid or, you know, how to tap into these energies that they knew about no problem. Because again, it's, I, I think it was societally very different. I think everybody was very encouraged just to be their highest self and it's the opposite sure. now. And so we kind of weed through the nonsense now, but before it was just all amplified. So if you can tap into that, it would be yeah. more useful than learning how to jailbreak your iPhone. You know what I mean? Oh, 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 for real, for real. Okay, so let me throw this out there. So how long have wars been going on for? Oh, right, fuck. so- We're told the beginning of time. I don't think so. Right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Let's say it is the beginning of time. Okay. Right, so the beginning of time, let's say our consciousness is linked to the sun. Time is based on the sun, in the revolutions of the sun. Hence, you know, um, sundials, moondials. So- Time is speeding up. We spoke about this one before. I know we did. But yeah, this. so time is speeding up. Our consciousness then is linked to to that. And let's just not say individually, mm -hmm. but en masse, we're all linked to the sun and the revolution. So the quicker it goes, the more we're aware of this illusion, the more we're seeing the synchronicities, the numbers. And we're questioning it, saying, well, hang, hang on. This doesn't make sense because this... Anyway, so... A lot. Sorry, going back to I've had a bit of a moment here, but going back to the those that are deceased, people talk about spirit guides. Yes. Oh, you've got this, and I, I I personally say to people, don't worry about that shit, right? Because your spirit guides are you from different forms. Yeah. So if there's an Aboriginal or fucking Maui or whatever or a Japanese Jesus. samurai, yeah, just allow it to be because what happens is they will integrate within within you mm. because that's what we're doing. We're collecting parts of us that were. And, and it just absorbing it within. So that information, just like birds communicate through their uh, electromagnetic field, that's how we communicate through spirit. And that's how that information will come into us without logically thinking about it. It's a feeling, you know? Yeah. Damn, that is so interesting. Because now you're thinking also of like, if we are tapping into those energies to use now, which is just you at a level, right? Spirit guides. And if you even follow the law of one, like you're the only one here anyway, everything's just a reflection to you at your current state now, but you're everything. So if you look at it this way to be able to grab introspection from a past, let's say time period, culture, entity, anything like that, and then utilize its insight to solve the challenges of today or to navigate kind of where we are today and it would yeah. kind of allow you to ping from a much purer source you know what i mean i think yeah and so you yeah. can ping from this really pure source and then apply it and transmit that quantum entanglement transmit that data to your current self and apply yeah. their wisdom knowledge um, <laughs> techniques uh, all of that to whatever situation you have in your life now even though the particular situations you have and the technologies and specifics of your situation now, they didn't deal with. But you could still yeah. tap into their insight to utilize it where anything you're dealing with. Right. <clears throat> let's say, let's say then that in an idealistic world, that, that would be that would be the, the great way forward that you, you know that memory comes in from the past. But let's say that AI has recognized that. Let's say that angels are actually there to govern the deceased. Mm. So it's like an AI within a system controlling this different system of light yeah. within the spectrum. So this spirit can't tell you anything or, or can't exchange anything because the AI has still got control of it. This, the angels, let's say, or the demons, call them whatever you want, want to call them, they're actually controlling all the deceased. When I say the deceased, those that have passed over. Yeah. So... 
there's still this element of control. So we've got us governed by the government, you know, which in you know Latin is mind control. And then within that different spectrum of light, you've got angels, demons, whatever, call them whatever entity you want, which are controlling the spirits. The spirits still can't properly tell us what's going on because they're like in a restrictive yeah, it's it's the rules of the game. As you're explaining this, what I'm thinking of is like Pictionary or charades or something like that, right? So you've got yeah, a teammate yeah. that knows the yeah. answer. It knows the answer, but it can't tell you the answer directly. It can only give you hints around it. So in our world, some people in the spiritual community will point to angel numbers with this, and that means you're in alignment, or meaning you're on the right track, right? You're getting closer to the answer. You're getting warmer to guessing whatever's behind that cue card that they can't say directly. So then you can use the example of like, oh, every time I think of happiness or something like that, uh, or moving or anything like that. I see the numbers five, five, five. And then you go, Oh, well, I know that five, five, five means, or I've heard that five, five, five means change. So anytime you see that, then you associate that with change. And now you're closer to figuring the puzzle out, but they can't tell you directly, but they can send you hints in the form of, like you said, your uh, grandfather that you never met. That's a hint from the other side saying, Hey, we can't tell you what's going on, but I'm going to appear in an archway in a portal. And here's <laughs> something that you're going to experience. And now this is a choice point for you. You're like, how do I navigate my life after this? It's interesting, right. man. It is the communication between both worlds and taking this into, right, so, and, and again, this is really quite prevalent, Brandon, as far as the the, the, the big new age spirituality movement that's going on now and what was and used to be spirit, spirit communication. Mm. So there's a very distinct way of communicating with the dead, with, with loved ones. Let's take it back 1800s. Right, and there was a method, and that was whether it's um, Ouija board, whether that was um, a seance. But now what's happened, this new age stuff has come in, and it's kind of now taken it into these the Galactic Federation, or it's the Pleiadians, or it's the Andromedans, or it's the angels, or Archangel Gabriel and his flaming sword of love, you know, all yeah. this crazy shit. Right, yeah. Which cannot be, and this is, this is the, the, the backbone of of insanity, right, is that it can none of that shit can be verified. Right? As a medium, you have to have verification. So if let's say we're talking to dead Uncle Bob, your you know, your past uncle. Uncle Bob says to me, Yeah, tell Brandon that I, I remember the time that I gave him a wedgie and um, when we were watching, you know, uh, the Super Bowl 10 or something like that, whatever it might have been, right? Yeah. You can verify that and say, well, yeah, actually, fuck, I remember that. You bastard hurt me, you know? Yeah. So you you know that what, what's communicating with me is actually Bob. And actually, Bob gave you a silver watch for your 12th birthday that you've still got. So that can be verified. But the problem that we've got is we've got all these people channeling this information, which cannot be verified. So we've got all these people going into these crazy loops of beliefs, right? And what it's doing is taking their energy away from them because they're believing in the Galactic Federation or the Pleiadians or the Andromedans coming down, saving them. And 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 remember what we said earlier, it's, it, everything's about energy. Yeah. You know, what, um, I, what I find interesting about what you just said, and I, I don't disagree with it, um, but one thing, one of the ways that I've been looking at that, especially with the perception I have just at the moment, and this changes, you know, constantly, but... 
it's yeah. still valuable whenever things are presented that way. Let's say, for instance, the near-death experience, okay? Some people will have a near-death experience that they go to and they're like, oh my God, this is amazing, everything was great. And then they come back or rejoin their consciousness, however you want to put it, that experience now ends and they're back here. And then yeah. they become different. You know, they're more spiritual. Sometimes they get talents they didn't know they had, all that kind of stuff. Now, there's, yeah. there's also a much smaller percentage of people, but it's still in there, so it needs to be talked about, that have a horrible experience and that can validate hell for those that believe in hell and say, I went there and it was burning and there was a devil and I was getting poked in the butt by a pitchfork, stuff like that. But really it's the same experience. It was just colored in different ways energetically to produce a result (laughs) on the other side. Same thing with like, um, I've used this analogy before, but like, uh, an imaginary creature, like, like Garfield, let's say for instance. Okay. Somebody's out in the world. They, there's a t-shirt of, uh, you see a, a handsome man with a, a t-shirt of Garfield on and you're a young lady, whatever, whatever you're attracted to. And so you're like, man, you know, I actually love Garfield too. And it's on my screensaver. And so you just happen to show this person. Well, that's such an odd thing, right? It's not a strong connection. And it's definitely, it's not a connection over something air quotes real in this reality, but it produced yeah. a result of a connection facilitated through this, what you and I would consider you know, something that we're not necessarily attracted to. Not that it's good or bad or whatever. But I agree with you that there's a lot of people out there that take advantage of other people through that mechanism. The other part to this, I would say, is that nobody is responsible for anybody else's karma. So if that's what it takes for them to be led through that, and it's a shit time, and unfortunately that usually yields the best results for people is when they've been bamboozled or, you know, fucked over or something like that. That's when you really gain your confidence and strength and your discernment. And so you kind of need these imaginary things to lead you down a path because there's benefit. I, I think that there's benefit in it in simply the experience itself. Now, putting false hope into something that your gut says, no, thank you. And this is where that, that discernment, that compass comes in. So if, you're, if your heart is telling you that Archangel Michael's flaming sword will save your life, awesome. Absolutely pursue it. I'd be careful about how much money I give to someone saying that they're speaking on behalf of Archangel Michael and probably go ahead and make your own connection. That's probably what I would encourage because that's how you can further guarantee that the information you're getting is at least not a hundred percent nonsense because it's being filtered through somebody else's consciousness. Right. And you don't know what their intentions are again, but go with the compass thing. So I still find value in the things that we find a little bit nonsensical, but I agree with you in your assessment of it. Absolutely. I just kind of wanted to put that out there. Yeah, no, no, I get that. I, I, I do do that. And people, all everybody's at different stages. Absolutely. Right? dude. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and that's, that's the main part, isn't it? And, and healing, healing is, is the name of the game. And yeah, okay, let's say that that's, you know, the third hurdle in out of 10. And they get past that hurdle and then they have a self-realization that, holy fuck, I don't need to listen to these channelers anymore. Yes. I don't need to. Then great, great. You know, I, I'm, I'm pleased. And but look, you needed to listen all, to the channelers to get to the point to where you didn't need the channelers anymore, right? So there was right, value yeah, yeah. in it, even though you find out later on that it was not a waste of your time, but not it's not going to serve you moving forward, you know? Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. And it totally makes sense. And, and it's, I haven't been there myself. You oh, know, I, about seven years ago, I went through, I went through about 10, 15 years of channelings, right? I became obsessed with watching them. And the rep, right, we talked about algorithm. They say the same shit every single time. Yeah. Dear loved ones. Oh, dear loved ones. You are so dearly loved. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. You've been yeah. saying this for 15 years. Yeah. But at first, what it- drew you into that was how comforting it made you feel, you know, and how there was there was something that it broke in you 
that was so necessary to be broken at that time because it was packaged in that way. And you think about how many times, I mean, there's a silly analogy I use also that I'll tell my wife something like 15 times and she'll go, nah, that's not true. Nah, that's not true. Whatever. And it's just kind of fun. And then she'll hear it one time from someone else and go, son of a bitch, I've never heard that before. That's amazing. Take it as fact. And I'm just sitting here like going, bitch, what are you talking about? I told you that like 15 times. It's about the way in which the message is pack- packaged and delivered, even though it's the same information. So the universe, right. AI, your higher self, any of that kind of stuff will keep sending you stuff. And finally, it's like, okay, well, he hadn't listened to any of this stuff. So what do we got left in the box, in our Apollo 13 box? You're like, well, Archangel Michael's over here in the corner. And they're like, all right, send the motherfucker in. And then for some <laughs> reason, the same lesson packaged in that it's coming from an Archangel Michael resonates yeah. and it hits home and you're like, I got it. It's like a good teacher that can explain a math problem 15 different ways because people need 15 different ways to look at it to okay. get the same answer, let's say. Uh, I love your optimistic view of it, dude. Yeah, I know. You know I'm, I'm, I'm the dumb. <laughs> you know how I roll. I'm like, it's all going to work out. It's all great. <laughs> but then, no, but dude, that's absolutely right. But then, okay, let's take that further. Yeah, okay, so it's given them that ability to believe what okay and let's take it back to what you said what was that original um re- resonating part what was it that somebody's coming to save us that we're going to be saved right, right. so this is the fundamental part which is the deceitful part is that there's nobody coming to save you or i it's it's on us so when people start giving their powers right and then again we're talking about that domino effect they then broadcast that to a thousand people that mm. to another thousand you've got these people then that have gone into this position of re- resting on the laurels you know where they're just like hey it's all cool the aas are you know <laughs> AAs. They're, they're coming along and you know jesus he's up there in the, in the melanin falcon and we're yeah. all good you know and like well no because Still not dealing with your traumas, dude, or, or do that, whoever it might be. You know, it's you kind of still caught in that same loop of somebody else, and that's kind of what at the moment is being dismissed by everybody. Is I said again, I'm generalizing on the everybody yeah, yeah, on yeah. a high percentage is that people are looking for the savior when the savior is within you, and but they just don't have the tools to navigate it mentally. And getting through this whole shit show of a maze that we've been baptized in, let's say, it's it's actually finding that way to get back to the center, that authentic state, so you can reconnect with soul. Yeah. And that's that's why I find really that's why I get a real big lift from is helping people get back to that state of mind. I could not agree more, man. And you're wonderful at it, dude. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about that here in a second as well. Um, I just wanted to touch on just last point on this. I promise, but damn, this is just awesome. It's so good to talk to you, man. I, I love this. It's just incredible. Likewise. So uh, what, what's also interesting about it, and you nailed it with this, I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. And again, I think that we just look at its value in society differently. And that's honestly the only difference. So whenever you say a domino of all these people now being misled in that direction, I do absolutely don't disagree with you. But what's interesting about exactly what you just said is this idea of that somebody's coming to save you, which is not true, but it needs to be true for a little bit for you to have faith, for you to put something, because it's so heavy. I get how people can get real into something like that. But I also understand that it's not true at a level, but you need it to be true for a certain amount of time. You need to be one of those dominoes that falls because you have to learn the lesson that way. And that's what's so great about this. You, you and I will see videos that we both 
don't need anymore. Okay. But other people do need that. And now you and I may make a judgment call on that saying, oh, they're misleading people or all whatever. But again, you're not responsible for anybody's karma. So this idea of like waking people up or calling out bullshit on other people, it's not our job. It can be a part of the job that we have here. But really where I'm at now is yes, of course. I mean, I needed to think somebody was coming to save me for a long time for me to realize, oh, I'm my spirit guide. I'm the one. You know, you need to be told spirit guides are something else outside of you and they're they're helping you out. And then eventually you get to that level where, no, it's you. And that's a mind fucking itself. And then you integrate that for a little while. And then you're sitting yeah. here saying, okay, so if it's all me, if it's all that, and if I'm everything and I need to learn lessons in this way, you've already checked the box of that domino that fell, so you don't need it anymore. But someone else does and will find it valuable so that they're misled for long enough to then get to the real truth. But had they never have been bamboozled in the first place, they would have just continued on. You're right. You're not, very true. And Like it sucks and I get it. Like It sucks. Especially when people are doing this mindfully and they know that they're full of shit and taking advantage of people. Like you hate to see it. You hate to see it. it, It's one of the reasons I don't swipe on TikTok, right? Even though I'm on the platform, I stay in my lane. The only videos that I watch are the ones as soon as I open up the app that can, that's the only one that I'll see all day or ones that maybe people will send me. But apart from that, I don't scroll. I don't do that anymore. I, I never really did. I just stick in my lane, answer comments, and just put up put out the content because um, I, I I don't need distractions in in that way, and and it is disheartening, and that's probably another reason why I don't like on YouTube is because they are saying the same stuff. Now I'm seeing like 50, 60, 70 year old people that have been saying the same message for 20, 30 years, you know. And again, I'm not judging them, but what is their motivation? Are they really in control of their own ship? You know? well, and there's what it tells me is that there's not much growth, right? Because if you take like a band, for instance, like a music band, you think of Green Day. Okay, Green Day has made the same music with the same power chords for well over 30 years now. And right. they've gotten a set of results. Now, they keep attracting the same age group because that's what's attracted to that type of music. But the bands that grow with their audience are very interesting as well. And their audience grows with them. That's a whole nother thing. And that's kind of the audience uh, that you and I are building here. That's the engagement that we have is that we yeah. we all understand that we're not finished products, that we're all works in, in progress here. And that it's okay to be wrong. But being able to just at least be honest enough with yourself to say that, it's, the, it's, it's whenever you get so attached to where you are currently in any respect, your ideas, your feelings, your paradigm, your beliefs, whatever – then that's when things get disheartening because that's when you're shunning information that's new. That's when you're like, because uh-uh, it challenges my beliefs and it can't do that because yeah. I'm so attached to it. And to what you said about the people that constantly churn out the same information, I mean, this is measurable. This is back to the analogy of the two churches. The church that's just been screaming something, the same thing for 30 years is going to resonate at a certain frequency until there's no more value in it. And until you've woken people up enough to go, no, it's not going to happen. And especially then you get out of the savior complex of like, I don't, I'm not here to save anyone. I'm not here to facilitate anybody's karma. It's not my job, all that kind of shit. And so when you look at it that way, now you're saying, okay, yes, those structures have been there for that long period of time and people still go to them because they don't see another way out. But then when the next church is erected next to it or a new content creator comes on board and says, hey, I've got something a little different. Here's what I think about it. Then boom, now you've got a congregation because the old ways didn't work anymore. No one's vibrating at that frequency anymore. You know what I mean? No. So it's a natural change. Yeah. It it is. It is. Um, But then you got to almost look at, you know, if that other church became 
got flattened, let's say, right? What, where do the people go then? Then, go then, you, then you ask the question, because this is an excellent point to bring into the conversation, because if the fire and brimstone church collapsed, it's because the preacher may say, well, it's because none of you had enough faith and put it on the parishioners. Now, if the happiness church collapsed, they would know that they're strong enough to survive anything and that they don't get a reaction from anything external from themselves because that's what the church has been talking about the whole time and they're really invested in that idea. So what you do is you just all get together, you do it outside for a little bit and then you build your new church together and it's not only bigger and better, but now it's been built with this energy of faith and healing that you know that number one, everything happens for a reason. Number two, you're bigger than any situation you've got and now you've got a congregation of people. So to be honest mm-hmm. with you, if that church in 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 this analogy, if the happy church got flattened, it would only yeah. strengthen their resolve. It would actually be the best thing that ever happened to the congregation. Those tower moments do that yep. for everyone. Okay. That's okay. how I see it. Again, boundless yep. optimist here. So <laughs> t- tell me, t- because this has just been incredible, man. You've got an awesome event coming up that I definitely want to talk about. And then tell me about, um, you've been a bit of a psychic sex worker lately. And so I want to talk about that too. So what do you got? <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it psychic. It's more soul, soul sex. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, it's actually just having the power that I'm, I'm going to start writing a book about it as well. Oh, hell so yeah. it's the power of our soul. Everybody's looking for the ultimate high. So people will go to heroin, to alcohol, to, to drugs, you name it. Cause they're looking for that high and that high we had as children. Now the difficulty is when we're kids, obviously things are a bit frownable, you know, a bit, a bit fringe, a bit questionable. You can't do things at that age because well, you know, your kids, you're innocent, but, when you get to that adulthood, you're still looking for that feeling. And that feeling is love. Love is soul. And soul, in the ultimate expression, is that inner orgasmic feeling. So, yeah, it's... Um, it, and it's not, it's not logical. And this is the most difficult part. So, just t- slightly taking this off kilter a bit, on TikTok, I, I kind of try and reinforce for people to get out of their heads, you know, and by all accounts, it helps quite a few people on the majority of people. It, it maybe doesn't. And it's kind of like having that. I don't know if you've seen the family guy with Peter Griffin and it says, don't press this big red button. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right? It, it's, it's kind of like that. Right. The perfect analogy. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, even though I'm saying don't press the button, don't go in your head, people are still, well, no, no, there's got to be more to it. So what people are really, really, really looking for, they're searching for, is that inner connection, that soul connection, that inner bliss state. And, yeah, uh, personally, I, I have achieved it, and it's not about hierarchy, it's not about ego, it's not about anything like this, but it's the state of being that people are thriving for, that love. You know, they're looking for it in other people, but actually it's within themselves. So w- working with people, um, yeah, helping them get to that is is what my future is. Well, it's an incredible uh, way to build more confidence with folks because it's such a core thing that's apprehended here. And it's a thing you're supposed to feel shame for. And it's a thing that we're told from a lot of different directions that you shouldn't enjoy. You shouldn't, it shouldn't be done this way. It has to be done like all of these things. Right. And so for you to point this out again, you're a game changer when it comes to stuff like this, because you really point out blind spots in the community and you say, Hey, if we pay a little bit different attention, not ignore altogether, not whatever, if we alchemize yeah. the attention and perhaps look at it a little bit differently, which 
you facilitate a wonderful job with because you're so insightful with the way that you approach things. So it's not haphazard. It's not whatever. It's original. It's from the heart. And that's why you're so successful at doing stuff like this. So the fact that oh, you would take it into this realm makes so much sense to me. And I was happy when we had this conversation the other day. And I was just like, yeah. oh, my God, let's get you back on and talk about it. <laughs> well, I don't want to give away too much. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, um, you're, abs- you're absolutely right in respects that we're told it's very taboo. It's not this. It's, it's about that. But then don't forget everything works reverse psychology here as well. So looking at on the flip side, on the occult side, right, on the Masonic side and on all that fucking secret, secret society stuff, they use sexual energy, right, to manipulate what they want. Now, that's sexual, right, I hate the word sex. Love, love making is when two souls at their purest connect. Mm. That love, so take away the sex, that love energy that they're using is your soul energy. So if you just twist it, that it's not sexual energy, it's actually your soul energy. It's only the intention in the thoughts, whether it's, you know, pornographic or if it's smutty or whatever it is that's being programmed, right? So that what it, so it's really difficult finding that kind of third or fourth edge of the coin in this respect. So actually it's your core power and take away the sexual side. It's an inner feeling, the heart, the, the full connectivity throughout your body and and it's not electromagnetic in respect to all this psychic stuff and and you know your you know your electromagnetic output and your aura. It's it's your heart. It's it's who you are. It's who we are. So it's yeah. just kind of being masked and labeled, like yeah. Yeah, and apprehended. And the biggest, one of the biggest indicators for me was this in uh, society is how sex is used to sell everything. But then you're told that it's such a taboo thing. So they put it in your face constantly, but say that if you engage in it or think about it in any way, not only the wrong way, then you're wrong and you're evil and you're going to hell and all that stuff. But it's all over the place. I mean, it's, it's so silly and it's obviously a trap, right? You can see it as a trap. And what I love about the way you're approaching this is because, again, you approach it from the heart with love. And as long as you're out to express love, however it manifests is the way that it manifests. Perhaps perhaps you make the beast with two backs. You know, maybe you just hang out and coodle. Maybe, you know, you just um, just enjoy a cup of tea with one another or whatever, but it's all love, you know, and it's when it gets to that apprehension to where you're in, you're, you love someone, but then you get horny about it and you feel mm-hmm. a way about it. That's, that's the programming, right? It's, it's not right. that you're out to do anything wrong or anything like that. It's that you've been told that the natural way that love progresses is wrong and you shouldn't feel that way which is an apprehension of the energy very much so and yeah and to be able to express yourself as a soul in in the most purest of forms that's what's been bludgeoned now let's take i'm going to take this over to enlightenment now right let's take this over to, to taoist or buddhist monks right they go celibate right men that go celibate Dude, lose the plot. it's so bad for you. It is so bad for you. Yes. Big time. No, no, no. You're great. You're great. I saw that. We just both get excited. I, I saw this app, uh, that, uh, that no nut November, you know, you're not supposed to nut in November. It's actually so dangerous. Somebody wrote up about uh, the testosterone issues and the hormone imbalances and all sorts of estrogen issues. Like if you retain that for that amount of time, there are some people that say that they get a psychedelic experience and this is how you achieve your kundalini and all of that sort of stuff, which maybe, maybe, maybe that worked out for you, dude. You know what I mean? 
But it's it's one of these things to where like if you look at data and science on the human physio- physiology, then yes, it is very dangerous for you to do that. So really what you're doing is partaking in something that's not in your highest good, but being apprehended to say that it's in your highest good. And then it w- when it results in physical issues or dis-ease, then it was yeah. you the whole time and you just didn't do it right. You know what I mean? Yeah. This gaslighting yeah, nonsense, dude. I'm head fuck alone, isn't it? Yeah. And you think of, right, and then it's kind of taking it again with on the lines of the monks. Uh, somebody, I put a post about, about spirituality and how actually it, it is the New World Order's new religion. Mm. And it, that is part of the transhumanist agenda because it's all connecting through the d- dimensions, through AI, which is, you know, look, our bones are calcium. Calcium is a metal. We are the AI already. We just haven't cottoned on. So the trans-dimensional part now is taking our brain, connecting us to, you know, the AI for a full augmented, you know, further soul entrapment. But somebody argued to me and said, yeah, but so you're coming up against all this information that the monks have come out with. And what about the monks they were about? And I said, well, if the monks have been meditating for world peace for, for hundreds of years, where's the fucking world peace? <laughs> why is there any world I, peace i hate that i love that so much um because i agree <laughs> with you i i'd say it makes an impact because of intention studies and all of that kind of thing but man i mean it's such a great point it's such a great point yeah yeah you know and, and i'm not i'm not poo-pooing them right I'm no i blessed, get it it's blessed not, them, you know what they know what yeah. i like about this is you and i are able to discuss this in a way to where perhaps there's another way to look at it is all we're saying you know some of that like the semen retention and stuff like that i've practiced it didn't i didn't notice a difference that was it and uh, but there are some people that notice a massive difference and say oh my god this was incredible so it's it's i guess just you know try it and this is the best place this the best thing about this place i think is that there's no real wrong way to do this like just go for it here this is an open forum just go nuts man you may <laughs> you know you may find that some things work better than others but as long as you don't judge yourself through your learning process because again that's all this is and these people who sit here and live in the past it's like well you made the best information you made the best decision with the information you had at the time so yes let's please continue to judge ourselves for that now that we have so much more awareness and it's like there was so much value in you not understanding it fully back then that it brought you to such a great sense of awareness and understanding and it's the same with everything especially this though and so you know this i guess really what i'm saying is it's this apprehension that we're apprehending back we're saying you know what no this is not applicable to us any longer and this is not the way that things work and so it's just a much more interesting kind of way to go about it i think i think it's a very I mean, it's freeing, you know, but it also didn't shit on anybody else because you're like, just go for it, man. If that's what you want to do, monks, go for it, you know, and perhaps there is some value in that and some benefit to it because I still think that the placebo effect is very, very powerful. And this is what we're really talking about here with like the Archangel Michaels and stuff like that, the Garfields, things like that. It's like, if you believe it works, it works. I mean, there's that silly thing of like a lady gives a guy a jar of dirt. And she's like, here, this will protect you. And he's like, it's just a jar of dirt. And she goes, okay, we'll give it back. And he goes, no. And she's like, okay, well, then it helps. You know what I mean? It's like, if you think that that's it, if you think this jar of dirt's going to do its thing, then it is. And the absence of it is going to result in something that you would equate to the loss of something amazing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Right. Great. I'm really good. glad you brought this up. Now, flip that placebo, right? Now, if everybody 
believed in themselves like mm. they did in that placebo and took Dude. it inward. You nailed this. Nailed it. You've absolutely nailed it with that. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get. And that's all me try to, tries to do on TikTok is get people to believe in themselves. It doesn't fucking matter about spaceships or, and I'm not poo-pooing it because again, all this stuff, I, I love this stuff. Yeah, it's I, I fun. Did, dedicated my life to it you know a lot of it and x-files and paranormal and this and that but really at the end of the day it's about believing in in us yeah and the more collective more of the collective that do that the more we will see a change i i completely agree completely agree because you are the change that you should see in the world and i'd say this all the time i'm the example of this when i i changed the way that i felt about things Things in my life change. Your your reality is only a mirror to you, and this is why you and I get on so well. So we're after the same. We're on the same mission here, and achieving it greatly, by the way, is to give people back to themselves. That is, yeah. you know, one of my biggest goals. I know it's yours because we resonate at the same frequency on that, and of service. And you know, man, I'm I'm saying like you you've really nailed it with this. Like you you just absolutely got this thing. So um, I've got another commitment here today, but let's let's talk yeah. about your event because I definitely oh. want to let folks. Yep. Know that, of course, all the ways to find him located down in the show notes. But let's talk about this event that you've got coming up. I'm very excited about it and grateful that you asked us to to be a part oh. of it. So, please, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you very much, Brandon. Yeah, yeah. And yeah well, so okay, so um, uh, the 25th of November, I'm, I'm and I'm doing it probably every six weeks. So the 25th of November, the Friday, eight till ten. It's a two-hour chat. Well, basically, I'm going to give people the breakdown as to how they truly operate because the key is to know know thyself. Right. And I do cherry pick from certain religions. Okay, that's a Buddhist saying. So yeah, I'll cherry pick that part, know thyself. And within this kind of event, I'm helping people understand how they operate, how their mind operates, the psychology, um, the, the, the dietary side, um, and a whole host of different, um, I suppose I'm, I'm kind of breaking it down so people understand how they operate a lot more clearly. Right, whether it's drugs, alcohol, gambling, addiction, ADHD, whatever it might be, and allowing people to get back into soul. Because I, I've been working with one-on-ones with clients for the last three, three, four years, and I thoroughly enjoy it. But I want to get out there on a mass scale now and help people on a, a far larger scale because um, the, the demand is there for that. People want to know. And so this event, it is a ticketed event. And you see on TikTok, it's all free. And people don't value stuff which is free. And this is the most absurd thing about it is that people will watch lives. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing content, right? They go to the next live and the next live will contradict the previous live. So therefore, they've forgotten what the first person was saying, even if that first person was talking truth. We live in a society where people value everything on money. Now, I'm not asking for a phenomenal fee by any means, but it's just um, it's, it's what my energy is worth to help people. And reciprocation of energy is absolutely key in this day and age because otherwise it's just vampiric. Yep. You yep. know, yep. Yep. it's just yep. taken. So in a nutshell, yeah, that's what it is, Brand. I love it. And you're absolutely right. We practice uh, value exchange here as well. And that is something that's incredibly crucial. I mean, it just has to be. And it's silly that, yes, people won't or people have, 
I'm not even going to uh, manifest that in anymore. That it's <laughs> it's interesting that that's the way it works, but it seems to be with the information we have at the time right now that that is the way that it works. So we'll just accommodate that the information reaches the maximum amount of people if you attach a value to it, and so yeah. that's fine. Which is which is fine. I mean, it it shows investment in yourself. It shows investment in your progress moving forward. Whenever you participate in Ben's um, event here, then that is you investing in yourself. So. This is one of the things that I'm very much on board with, man. And so value exchange is crucial. It's absolutely crucial. This is where, honestly, the rubber meets the road with these ideas that we talk about. It's like, okay, you're either on board with this or you just consume the content at a hypocritic level because now you're sitting here saying, okay, well, I believe in all of this and I hate YouTube and I hate the news and media and all that stuff, but you're still paying for Netflix each month, even though it's absolute shite, but you won't you know, or people have a tougher time. I'm not going to say won't. I'm not disempowering anybody in the audience. What no, no. what they do though do is find that it's it's interesting the way that we've been trained that value works. That's what it really is, and this is what we're reintegrating with this new model, with this new world, with everything. Is that value exchange is very very different than the way that society has trained you that it goes. Same thing with how right. you earn money. That's very, yeah. very different. There's a new new world coming out here, and that's what we're facilitating. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, yeah, it's it's tangibility. People. Yes. Uh, yes. Unfortunately, if 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 like if if I knew what I knew twenty years ago, wow, wow, man. <laughs> You know, I I rarely play that game. Um, I actually don't ever play that game. What I love about that game is that it's um, it, you can't win it. You know what I mean? It only puts you in this state of like fuck. And so uh, it's it's kind of like one of these things that even that even and even though it's true, right? If you knew what you know now in your twenty year old ago body, then you yeah. would you, it, the world would be a different place. But it can't be that place because you couldn't know that. Therefore, it was never going to be that way. Therefore, you can't invest any more energy into it other because that's what's going to get your attention. And that's what the algorithm is going to constantly spit back at you. People from your past coming back, sending you messages, uh, you stuck in the past thinking about things that either worked out a certain way or didn't. And the, your algorithm will constantly ping that back to you. You're like, why do my exes keep coming back? What is this about? (laughs) It's like, well, your mind is back there. So your reality now is conforming to where your mind is, where your attention so if your mind's back there, you're going to get yeah. retro shit all the time. You know, this is what's interesting about retro stuff as well. They kind of bring up the 80s again or the 90s again. And now all these people are like, oh, you don't know what it was like in the 90s. And all these kids are like, yeah, the people that lived in the 1900s. And it's like, dude, all right, we get it. Settle down. So it's yeah, yeah. it's like this interesting energy exchange between these remembrances. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It's, fe- it's feeding what was, not now. Thank and you. That's exactly again, right. Again, with Tataria with all that shit, you know, that's passed. Yeah, we know, right? Okay, we know in our cause there's something off. We know that that sculpting is beyond for that time. But don't dwell on it. Observe, move on, you know, and and just shelve it. Yeah, and what's even better, man, is I will will empower people even more. Um, Take those memories of your past and reinterpret them from the awareness you have now. Basically, you time travel. You time travel back to a point in which you had trauma and it never existed because you didn't go through it because you healed yourself now. It's this quantum entanglement idea. And then in that case, let's say that you healed something from when you were a kid. Let's say that, um, I don't know, a foul ball went up and hit you on the head and you had a lot of problems from that. People were laughing at you. It caused a lot of insecurities, all this kind of stuff, right? This 
um, I guess, domino effect that led you to where you are now. Well, if you can reinterpret it and you take yourself back to that memory from your awareness now and you just yeah. say, you know what? Yeah, it just hit me on the head. It's no big deal. Like, who gives a shit? It was probably funny. I would have been laughing at me, too. Now you've healed the part of yourself that was traumatized. So perhaps let's say now you time travel back in the past. And when that foul ball got hit and it's coming right for your noodle, somebody caught mm-hmm. it real quick and you never experienced that interaction because you healed it from now. This is what trips me out so much about this. You heal you now, you heal everything. It goes out in a ripple effect outside from you and even translates back to your past, to your ancestors' past, to past live versions of you. It's crazy mm-hmm. interesting, man. It is, isn't it? It's, that's deep. That's deep stuff. And <sighs> yeah, yeah. But again, you know, I'm all, I always reinforce this. And I, I dude, I love you for you for you the way you are you're so optimistic and and the world needs people like you big time more people like you and and probably less people like me that are no 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 i'm not gonna take that as a fucking answer you're not gonna wrap my compliment and a diss on you fuck that we're both absolutely necessary i'm grateful for your kind words i don't disagree with you but i will disagree with you in the fact that we need you too because your cynical approach allows you to dig in and get out that inner truth within you my optimistic boundless ass it just allows me to navigate this and offer a new perspective on things and honestly uh, give people back to themselves in the way that I do best, which is to let folks know that it's probably not that serious here. And there's always other ways to look at things. And this is the edge of the coin. This is the potential state of it spinning. Like, let's introduce some new ideas, some new energy into stagnant ideas, because even Einstein said this, dude, you can't solve problems with the with the same energy that was used to create them. And this is no. where people go oh, but I did this and why isn't it working out? Or, oh, we always did it this way. Why is why are things still fucked up? It's like, well, you answered your question. You know, that's the most dangerous sentence ever spoken by humanity. Well, that's the way we've always done it. Get fucked. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's the way it always is. You know, just approach it with some different energy, you know? Correct. But we still need um, you and I love the shit out of you, man. So I'm not going to let no. you bash yourself. I, I won't no. stand for it. I won't. You know, I was just setting you up for that. You know, mm-hmm. thank you. Love you too, man. Fishing, um, yeah. But yeah, big time, you know. Um, well, what else did Einstein say? What was the other one? What's the definition of insanity? Uh, uh, this uh, Repeating the same action and expecting a different result. He right. also said okay. reality is an illusion, albeit a very persistent one. I okay. love that. So that's, a, that's, a very, that's a very true. That's a good one. Yeah. That is a good one. So, but going back to the insanity thing, if, you know, and again, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always had. So yeah. in, with that respect, if everybody gets out of their heads, right, the insanity loop will stop. Yeah, or being- get, getting out of your heads when it's uncomfortable, you know, um, and sitting in reality when it's uncomfortable. That's expanding your discomfort zone, which is great. That's really what you mm-hmm. want. And this has to do with pattern interruption. I love that you brought this up. We're calling back back to pattern interruption because that's exactly yeah. what this is. You're interrupting your pattern to offer something new, new energy, new approach, new insight, new perspective. And that's yeah. where change occurs because it's crazy to keep thinking of it the same way. And, and this is what's so interesting. It's like people think that saying like um, repeating the same action and expecting a different result. People think it's just in the physical world. It's like, no, you're repeating the same action in your noggin that's creating the same same result. If you look at it that way, as if your yeah. thoughts are on a loop, that's what's creating yeah. the loop in your reality. And pattern interrupt that. That's why I got that thought ninja going. He just kind of goes, hi to shit that's yeah. not in my highest alignment anymore. And it helped me with observer mode. Definitely. Definitely. That's 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 very good. I, I love that ninja. I love yeah, that ninja. Yeah, it's my little thought ninja. You get one too. <laughs> Everybody that I talk about it too, by the way, you automatically go <laughs> whoosh, 
and you get one too. It, car- it copies itself, but it improves every time it copies itself, which is really cool. It's like the opposite of cloning, where cloning, there's this like entropy to the idea that yeah. they get dumber and dumber and dumber. But mine, yeah. uh, he just gets better and better. So the version I have is the shittiest one, and he's phenomenal. So you get version 8.0. Oh, Ninja, Thought Ninja 8.0, no. dude. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, interesting. Yeah. So very quickly on symbiosis, I just want to end this, but we already are symbi- symbiotic in nature. So our soul within is living within this body, right, or residing within this body. So we are in a symbiotic, symbiotic nature already because we touched on transhumanism earlier, very briefly. So... Again, taking that kind of broader outlook and looking back in is that we are already in that kind of nature. We're just now aware of it. Yeah. If it makes Yeah, 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 yeah. That makes total sense, dude. Yeah. Oof. Deep shit, man. Deep shit. (laughs) God, I love it. I always love talking to you. So I'm so grateful that we did this again. I'm so excited about your uh, event that you're putting on. So of course, guys, Ben Rosenberg and all the ways to find him will be located down in the show notes. You guys definitely check that link out, marked your event. What's the name of the event, by the way? Uh, My two-hour masterclass session. Boom. Two-hour masturbation session. Fucking get it going, guys. Uh, Check the link down there. It's going to be absolutely incredible. We spoke further about it, so I'm already excited about some information we didn't share here, but I'm grateful, and and I can go ahead and tell people with confidence that it's going to be absolutely incredible and absolutely valuable. So go participate in Value Exchange, guys. You know, this is a choice point for everyone. Pattern interrupt yourself that you wouldn't normally go do something like that because there's a value exchange offer for you, opportunity for you to practice value exchange. What I'm going to say on this is perhaps let's just look at it differently this time and let's manifest that we just take ourselves up on an opportunity like this because if you're listening to this we all say this that it's on purpose that you're supposed to be here that you wanted to be here that you're just a mirror to us anyway so this is your family and your soul tribe or however you'd like to put it anyhow so I would say pattern interrupt that you don't normally do things like this and if you do normally do things like this pattern interrupt by perhaps offering something else and maybe buying someone else or offering somebody else a ticket to go along with you and now you can join in that as well and share it so all the ways of course again guys find that find him located in the show notes ben rosenberg easily one of my favorite favorite motherfuckers in this place man i'm oh. so grateful you're here dude so i love the shit so, out of you brother likewise man you, you're awesome and like i said the world needs more people like you outs Standing conversation, Ben Rosenberg. Love the shit out of you, brother. I really appreciate you coming by and hanging out with this. Guys, check the show notes for all the ways to find him. Also, definitely register for his Soul and Mind Masterclass that he's got coming up Friday, November 26th. Should be incredible. The link is located down there right along with all the other ways to find him. So congratulations, Ben, early on. I know it's going to be a massive success, even though it hadn't kicked off yet. My future self and you are talking about how amazing that was and how many folks that you were able to help with that. So... Definitely check those links down there in the show notes, guys, as well. While you're down there, you might as well take a look at our resource links. We have Food Forest Abundance. Get that freedom from fear on. Opus, the organization for paranormal understanding and support. If you guys would like to start your own podcast, there is a link down there that reads, start your own podcast. That is what I would do. Also, uh, if you really want to step your game up, check out the Manifestor's Guide linked below. Uh, It's a special scholarship offer for you, the listener of this show. But at checkout, he sweetens the deal. If you want to type expanding reality, all caps, no spaces, it sweetens the deal. So there you go. 
Also, uh, check out expandingrealitypodcast.com. That is where links to all the socials can be found. That's where all the merch is linked through. All the lives are replayed there. The Too Hot for YouTube. All the good stuff. It's a central hub for everything. Uh, and that is where you can sign up to become an expansive insider, which is probably the best way to support the show if you'd like to, because there's bonus material associated with it. But if you don't want to take advantage of all the really cool extra stuff that we're doing over here, you can still support the show that loves the hell out of you and supports you as well through the link titled Support the Mission Below. It's a great way to do it. There's no firmament on that. You guys absolutely shower it in and go nuts. And thank you all who has already participated in value exchange for doing so thank you thank you thank you You have no idea uh, what it means and how important it is so thank you guys very much now uh go out into this incredibly mysterious amazing place whatever the hell this thing is guys and y'all pick up a piece of litter be nice to everybody that you come across pleasantry is not dead neither is chivalry by the way gentlemen so uh, that is one wonderful way to raise the vibe, as well as if you're just into vibe and buy somebody a coffee or a meal or something like that in line around you. An incredible way to do that. Another way, if you guys are just on fire, you're like, yeah, I've done all that. What else can I do? Get out of the left-hand lane if you got somebody behind you wanting to pass. If you really want to step your game up. That's a great way to do it. And above all and anything else, guys, go out into this incredibly mysterious place, whatever the hell this thing is, and y'all just be good to one another. Thank you so much for watching, for listening, for engaging, and just being the coolest sons of bitches ever. We'll see you next time.